watch out. It's a super plus kind of episode of Vicious Cycle. We all did some research and are bringing you topics on period names around the world, what biologically happens to you on your period. We even have a song for you at the end. So keep listening. Welcome uh, to our second episode of Vicious Cycle, a podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm your co-host, Meg H. I'm your co-host, Kate. And I'm the last co-host, Meg T. Last but not least. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Uh, Today, we've got a bunch of great topics to share with you. Uh, First, though, let's do a quick check-in. How was everyone's period Mm. since the last time we met? you guys. Was anyone missing a period? Because I think I got both of yours this month. Let's chat about it. If you guys didn't catch our first episode, we have a theory that instead of syncing up, that women actually borrow and share each other's periods. Yes. And I had somebody's. I had, my period went on for like six days this week. Mm. It's a lot. I wore a tampon for the first time in a long time. Usually my periods are very light. I can just get by with a light day. Very nice. Which has been a blessing. And this week, it was a mess, you guys. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I didn't own tampons. I had to buy them. Oh, no. Which, you know, tampons should be free. That's a whole other thing. Did you here, here. Did you leak? I did. And it went, you know what? It was at the front. Ah. Uh, because yeah. I had a, a tampon and a little pad and in. Gotta, I know. You know? You always have to Mama cheat O'Connor, up. Mama O'Connor. Her up. tip was yep. to cheat your pad up. And I am 30 years old. I've had 200 whatever periods. Yep. And I freaking messed up, you guys. I ruined my Victoria's Secret underwear. It's oh, funny because so my dad would always say cheat up when we were playing in the outfields. <laughs> and now I'm using that same terminology uh, to talk about Applicable. pads. Applicable. Thanks, dad. Um, Meg, how was yours? Uh, so I am menstruating as we speak. Hey, um, I started- we should have a term for that when you're when we're having our period during a recording yeah. of this podcast. Right. Um, bleeding and recording. We're, we're bleeding. Blecording. Blecording. I like blecording. That's good. I'm blecording as right we now. speak. Um, I started my period not three hours prior to today. <laughs> uh, so it, it's a wait and see type of situation. So far, so good. Um, I did... Uh, leak a little bit which always makes me feel deep shame like uh-huh. I'm 12 and like Seriously. it's everywhere and I've ruined a nice pair of nice ladies underpants it's so good to know that I'm not the only one who's lazy and forgets to yeah. change a pad every month it's as if it's never happened before I'm never prepared <laughs> what I'm, is this? I'm never prepared every time I am not on my period and feel like oh I have tampons I can put in my purse to be a good woman to some other someone yeah. else I'm like oh, or not I'll remember next time although those tampons I keep in my purse for other ladies they get so gross I like pull right. it out and I'm like oh I'm sorry I don't even know what's the on the wrappers here. off yeah, right. yeah <laughs> it has lint on it yeah you know Meg how was your period well uh I currently have uh breasts that are hard as rocks and tender to the touch um so it's coming so it's gotta be just 30 minutes away um, <laughs> so you might be blacording I might be blacording maybe <laughs> um but you know I'll never tell oh you'll tell yeah I'll tell I'll Feel tell free. anybody Feel free. But yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Breasts hurt. That's all. That's Oof. so cuz so my boobs always hurt before my period and I guess I've never again, never have quite 
shared that knowledge with people or mm. that experience with people. So it's good to know that you also are a tender breaster. Tender breaster. Yes. I came to Kate when I had a tender breast, I remember. <laughs> Just the one? <laughs> <laughs> it was my right breast. Um, but it's not usual for me, and it freaked me out. Yeah, and, and I it, remember uh, coming to you, and you were like, oh, it's it's like a monthly situation for me. Yeah. It it's hurts when people crazy. hug you. Yes. And like, yeah, man. Oh, it just hurt for me to get out of bed today. Oh, like they, The gravity hit them, oh, and then I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Thank God for bras. Sure. You heard it here. Sure. You know, this time, too, again, my period was so weird this month. My nipples were, like, longer and, like, protruding. What? So, and they were, and they hurt. It was weird. It was weird. I was like, maybe I'm pregnant, but I wouldn't be having my period. But would (laughs) I? I don't know. What is? Guys, we're going to break it all down. We're going to find out together. Um, I feel like there's always, even if you use everything and you're bleeding, it's like, well, yes, but sometimes a pregnant women spot. So maybe you're not out of the TLCs, woods. TLCs, I didn't know I was pregnant. Seriously. Like, I could get pregnant Good God. from yogurt. I, so you were talking about TLC, the, the channel. I thought you were saying TLC, I didn't know I was pregnant as if it were like a song oh. by TLC. Guys, I if that, didn't know I was pregnant. Do the left. And a baby fell out of my butt. Meg, do the, the left eye rap part. Of this song. Ran, ran a baby and fell into my toilet. And then I went it out and then I fell in the lopia tubes. And I ran through my boobs. I don't even know. You was my boo. And then I had your baby in a toilet. I didn't no, know I was pregnant. What you want? That was rough. <laughs> well, you guys. all know it. I'm sure you're all singing along at home. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with that. We're going to go ahead and get into our uh, the homework that we had for today. We had a couple Ooh. of different things we wanted to share with you. Yeah. Uh, Kate's going to start us off. So I thought it'd be really fun to do um, a segment on what people around the world call their periods. And we all have phrases and funny nicknames and euphemisms for our periods. So I thought it'd be funny to see if what we had in common and what are some funny uh, names for periods in the states but also around uh, the world um there's this amazing health app that polled 90,000 people in 2015 in 190 countries uh, and these are some of the the words that they found people use in in countries um the u.s we sort of have all heard of these right we've heard of aunt flow crimson tide time of the month um, moon time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here, here are some funny ones that I had never heard of before that people say that they use in the United States, um, or I guess it's the English-speaking world. Uh, so we have Shark Week, <laughs> <laughs> flying the Japanese flag. Oh, wow, Japanese flag is a circle dot, red dot. Sure. If you don't know that, I mean, come now on. you know. Checking into the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a motel chain. That's funny. Riding the cotton toboggan. Oh, oh no. God, that hurts my vagina. The tomato soup is on the boil. No. Oh. That's just gnarly and makes uh, me lose my appetite. So creamy. Oh, monkey has a nosebleed. What? Monkey? Is my vagina a monkey? I don't know. Nose it's weird. Is bleeding? It's very weird. Wow. Um, wearing a raspberry beret. Mm, Cute. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I would use it. Uh, oh, this is one of my favorites. Flying the flag Bravo, because the flag Bravo is all red, right, for, oh, for military purposes. What? But the other funny thing about this, when I was researching, I was like, what? Well, let's see what the flag looks like and what it, you know, how like all military flags have a, a message. Yeah. Mm. A boat that is flying the Bravo flag is handling explosives and should be avoided. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I love that. So loaded, literally. So flying the flag, bravo. <laughs> Stay flying away. The flag, bravo. How gay am I? I'm not gay, you guys. I'm just a gay man. How gay am I that I was like, oh, bravo, the network? <laughs> Do they have a flag? That's amazing. Because <laughs> I would fly it outside of and my I'd own. And I binge watch bravo while I was bleeding. <laughs> So it has so many layers. Okay, so wow. in other countries, it's really funny. In other languages in other countries, the red wave, red sea is a common thing. Every mm-hmm. language seems to have something to do with a, re- a sea or a tide. A tide, yeah. Family members also pop up a lot. So in Spanish-speaking uh, countries, they say la prima roja, which is the red cousin. Sure. Oh. Um, in German, they say rotatante, which is red aunt. Because <laughs> uh, we have aunt Flo. Do we yeah. mention aunt Flo? Yeah, aunt Flo mm-hmm. is at the top. Why wouldn't they do... Prima Rosa, because that's a name and a color. Oh, girl! Oh, yeah, they probably do. Actually, I think stop. I saw that. I saw okay. that in Italian. Too. Okay, okay. Italian also has uh, "sono arrivati i parenti," parenti, Ooh. which is the parents have arrived. Another relative. <laughs> wow! Like the and party's over. Party's the over. Have and in, Ch- in Chinese, they call their period their little sister. Oh, um, that's so cute. That. I know. So I just think it's funny that they all have. It's like guests have arrived yeah. in other countries. Right. <laughs> Then I noticed there were some really funny names for periods that had to do with food. So in Germany and French, in German and French, it's strawberries. So in Germany, okay. they call it Strawberry Week. In French, it's the season of straw, uh, strawberry season. Okay. Uh, es la saison des fraises. I don't know how to speak French. I apologize to our French listeners. In German, they also say tomatensoft, which is tomato juice. Oh my God. Uh, French also says laissez-moi de ketchup. Oh no! Sure, don't have so to that translate that one. Ketchup week. <laughs> then French just goes off the rails and they say les carottes sont cuites. The carrots are cooked. <laughs> what? France. The French is pretty great because they. I think their name for girlfriends or boyfriends are like, like petite amie. Oh, petite amie. But there's also something about cabbage. Really? The yeah. French love their food, y'all. They do. The Danish say the red beets are in the lunchbox. What? And also, <laughs> you can guess what countries call it Lingonberry Week. Mm. Sweden. Sweden and Finland. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I love that. And then this, guy's Ours are lame compared to... I, I want to borrow yeah. some. Here, Check this out, though. Prima so- Rosa. Prima Roja. Yeah, I'm using those. <laughs> so many countries also have... Um, like army, like the Red Army, whatever. Sure. And the funniest thing is, is so many countries use Russian terminology because the Russians Ooh. were like communism and red. Right, right, right. So in Greece, it's the Russians oh. have come down. Oh, <laughs> right. In French, it's the Russians are here. In German, the Russians are in the basement. Which is just like, man, Russia's got a bad rap. Right. Until I also found funny. out that in Russian, they say, I have guests from Krasnodar. And Krasnodar was a country that was controlled by the Red Army during the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry, Russians, that we all use your political history as to describe our menstruation. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you called it the Red Square? Like, periods have been around a long time. You know what I mean? That's on you. (laughs) Why don't we? Yeah, we should just call it like the Communist Party. Okay, well, that brings me to my all time favorite, which is in Denmark. They say, the communists are in the gazebo. <laughs> uh, are gazebos your vagina or your uterus or your body isn't part? Is gazebo like an Italian thing? I'm sure they have gazebos in Denmark. I don't know, Kate. <laughs> 
um, are they that highfalutin? I mean, gazebos are pretty fancy. It was funny actually doing research on this. It translated to gazebo. Then I went on Reddit. <laughs> And people said, no, that translates to fun house. So it's either gazebo <laughs> or fun house. The communists are in the fun house. <laughs> and then finally, just I like this because I'm a big fan of soccer and football. Um, a lot of countries say that their soccer team is playing at home, which means they're wearing the red colors of their team. Uh, so you'll have people saying like, oh, Arsenal's playing a home game. And that means they're wearing the red jersey. All for us not to just say, I'm on my fucking Exactly. Period. And yeah. that brings me exactly to the Jesus. point of like, as funny as these are, and as, and I'm going to use communists in the funhouse for the rest for of my sure. life. But it does point to a larger point that in every country, no one is comfortable with just saying period. Yeah. And that can lead, like we said in the first episode, to a misunderstanding um, of women's health. And if women can't say the word period out loud and out proud, they can't take control over their own bodies and neither can men in terms of yeah. taking care of women and making laws that help them thrive right being true allies yeah and it's also sad because in certain countries like i notice in india pakistan nepal tunisia a lot of countries in the middle east and the in the far east it's the word that they say or the euphemism is that i'm dirty or i'm untouchable yeah like and the bible quotes right. that we read last week exactly so it's just it's it's sad. It's funny, but it's also coming from a place of like, guys, let's just say I'm on my period. Yeah. Aunt Flo Resident. is the one that I feel like I've heard the most. Yeah. Euphemistically. Time of or the time month. Time of the month. Yeah. 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 We didn't say on the rag or the shining. Oh, on the rag is great. Yeah. I love that. I mean, with women, I think it is a little more comfortable to just say I'm on my period. And I think maybe that's that's a testament to our society. But yeah. I, I, in other countries, maybe it's still like I mean, demonized. With men, I mean, I just don't talk about it. I mean, I don't. It's not even a euphemism. It's we just don't discuss it. So, Meg, one thing that we had assigned to you for your homework. Yes. Um, now I'm speaking in German. Yeah. Um, so da, communist da, da. gazebo. <laughs> um, is to is just to just like man, give us like a recap on biologically what a period is because I can't do this podcast if I can't talk about yes. the body parts inside me that are making things happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna blow your minds a little bit, and I have notes. I cannot wait. I have two pages of notes. So. <laughs> One thing that I learned is that at, even, at any given time, 300 million women are um, on their periods at the same time. What? Global single. Globally. I love that fact. Uh-huh. Um, we have about 450 in our lifetime. Wait. Whoa. So we're like halfway done, I know. You guys. That kind of yeah. terrified me when I realized that. I was like, oh, shit. So let's get to the basics. Uh, menstruation is, definition, is a shedding of the uteral lining, which contains blood and tissue that exits through the vagina. I knew that. So tissue just comes out of my vagina. Yeah. So men, listen up. Perk up your ears, men. But like our periods don't just look like a nosebleed. They are textured. There is more to it. It comes out in clumps and clots. I think the scientific word is goopy. I think, yeah. I was going to say gloppy. Mm. Gloppy, yeah. It, to me, it's just like blo- clots. Like it comes out in chunks because it's literally your uteral wall coming out. Yeah. So it's blood and tissue, which is very important. Um, and to lady, little um, young ladies who haven't gotten it yet, just FYI. 
and it's okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's normal. Not, it's gross, but it's totally It's fine. normal. You get used to it. Um, <laughs> you, the first day of your menstruation is the first day of your period. Um, and your menstrual cycle is the idea that this recurs monthly. Um, so here I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a breakdown of the cycle and then we're going to go into ovulation, which kind of blew my mind. I love this. Okay. Also remember, everyone, that we all vary a lot and that's totally fine. I'm just going to use this to give us a little bit of like an average. So day one uh, of your cycle is you bleeding. Typically day seven, the bleeding stops and these follicles start to form by your ovaries. You guys, I, we could do a whole episode on what the fuck the follicles are. <laughs> They're filled with liquid. I don't know what the fuck the liquid does, but that's what happens uh, around day seven when your period stops. Okay. Then um, your estrogen levels begin to rise during the first half of your cycle. And that's what makes the lining of your uterus grow and thicken. Um, and then this is also when the egg is maturing in your ovaries. Um, so ovaries are where the eggs live. They are working to mature an egg. Day 14 is when ovulation happens. And I have a whole, you guys, I have to go back to the other page because ovulation is, is ovulation when it starts going down the fallopian tube. Listen up. Okay. <laughs> I'm so I glad we're doing so. this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ovulation happens halfway through your cycle, which was... I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's, that's not always true for everyone. My mom yes. got pregnant on the last day of her period. Holy hell. And it was twins. Oh. <laughs> right. With, right. So for the again, most part, true, yeah. for the most part, but it totally varies. So mm -hmm. ovulation is supposed or sometimes happens 10 to 16 days before your period, which is the mature egg goes from the ovaries through the fallopian tube down to the uterus or the womb. So I like to think of the fallopian tubes as a slip and slide. Or the grand staircase, as we talked oh, about. The grand time. staircase, slip, slip and, and slide. Slip and funnier. To me, it's like going to to raging waters. I love it. Uh, and just going down those fun tubes into a pool of into the fun pee house. water. <laughs> yeah, mid Midwesterners might liken it to uh, the Wisconsin Dells. Thank you for that translation. <laughs> um, Wild Rivers is for all my L.A. folk. We, all, we had Wild Rivers and Raging Waters. Um, I also learned a little bit about what progesterone and estrogen do. And Ooh. basically, progesterone tells the body to start padding the womb with nutrients for the fertilized egg. So the, what's happening in your, in your uterus is the walls are being padded with nutrients and tissue so that the egg has some soft padding to fall into. So it is kind well, of like that. Raging waters falling into like a pool of water instead of cement. <laughs> um, uh, and basically, if there's no fertilized egg that falls into your womb, your hormones in your go way down, which I find interesting. And I wonder how your libido is affected because yeah. there's like a big drop in your hormones. Uh, and then your body releases the nutrients that were put in your womb to um to pad the egg right your body has to release those and that's what your menstrual flow is or your period um so yeah uh then i learned a little bit about how like the egg has to be fertilized by the sperm and also attached to the uterine wall. Like, so there's multiple steps that have to occur for you to get pregnant. Wait, so has, I, don't, I don't understand that. The egg has to stick to the side of your uterine wall. 
So like the egg could the get fertilized, fertilized egg, but it could still period out. Right. It doesn't like. Oh, you which guys. Makes me, which makes, makes me really. So I know. Which makes me really think about future episodes talking about women who have like thin uterine walls or yeah. have issues like maybe they are. Their eggs are doing fine with being fertilized, but it's not holding that on to anything. That explains why women have problems getting pregnant. Okay, yeah. that, that's, what that, yeah. that's what that biologically well, is. Well, and how important estrogen is to women's health, too. Mm. I learned, like, oh. that came up a lot, how nice. it really helps us to be healthy. And it's so important for our biology. Um, You're most likely to get pregnant three days before or on the day of your ovulation. Um... And like I said, you get pregnant if the sperm fertilizes the egg and it attaches to the uterine wall. Um, Kate asked about the size of all of this. Our ovaries are about two to three centimeters by two to three centimeters. So what is that Teeny like? Teeny tiny. That's like the size of. I feel like we'd have to get out a tape like a measure, marble? Um, to think about that. And then our uterus without a baby in it <laughs> is seven centimeters long by four centimeters wide. I have a tape measure. <laughs> okay, I'm showing the girls right now. This is two centimeters long. That's like it's so little, a, like a peanut yeah. without the shell. Two to three. That's on average, of course. You guys, might, you might all so that's, that that's vary. The, that's the ovary. Yeah, and then the uterus is seven to ten. People, that's kind of big. Oh, see, to me that no, because it's supposed to have a baby in there. That oh my god, freaks it, no. me out. It's that terrifying. long and that oh, okay. thick. It's so cr- guys, bodies yeah. are beautiful. It's, it's insane, dude. Amazing. It's insane how much our bodies go through with babies. Which also, like, getting to the research that I did, I feel like one takeaway that I had is that there is more room for content. So if you are someone that feels like you could put together a really great comprehensive video on menstruation. Please do it mm. because you, did, you had a hard time finding. I, stuff? I found a good one on TED Talk, and then there was another one on TED Talk that said it was going to tell me about menstruating, and then it had to do with a mom and her fetus and how they are biologically like at odds. And I was like, "That's not what I asked," but okay. <laughs> um, there is some stuff out there, but I feel like there could be way more. I mean, how many like fart videos are there out there like there could be way more stuff that's fun and inviting for people of all ages like a a song like we could write an amazing song on what periods are i love it yeah great awesome well thank you for that research you're welcome You're like so stressed out you by all clearly this Clearly put a lot of work in there. You guys, I'm not a science person. It kind of terrifies me. So <laughs> I was very nervous about this research. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, take this with a grain of salt. I did my best and I feel like the, the You might say take it, take it with a grain of beetroot. Ser- <laughs> yes, in your lunchbox. Um, you know, I, I think the websites that I found were pretty valid. Um but again, feel free to write to us if you if you have other information. Would love that. All right, thanks, Meg. Whew. Sure, take a Whew. load off after that. Um, do we want to take a minute and do our segment? Read my labias. Sure, it's our first ever. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, read my labias is a segment where we rant about society. It's read my lips, but it's read my labias. Maybe we should just kind of like improv an intro theme to it right now, and then replace it. With, that would you know. be fantastic. 
Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Great, great. That was great. It. It. Re- cut it. Cut it. Record it. That was it. great. I print. was going to come print. in at the end, but that was fantastic. Labias. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay. Right, okay, I'll go first, y'all. Okay, listen. First world problem. I have free access to birth control. I don't have to pay for it. It's easy to get and it's free. And for that, I am very, very thankful because I know that's not the case in a lot of states and employers in this country. So for that, I'm grateful. How have her, <laughs> however, I have to call Walgreens, which is my pharmacy, every month to ask for a refill. And every month? Every month. Before, when I had a different insurance, I could just go once every three months, yeah. go onto a website, they'd send me three months worth yes, of stuff. that's what but I for do. for whatever reason... A mixture of Walgreens and my current healthcare provider. I have to call Walgreens and go through their stupid automatic no. pharmacy thing, which is always like, you know, to to refill this prescription, say refill it. And I go, refill it. And they go, I'm sorry. I did not hear you. Stop. And I'm like, refill it, motherfucker. <laughs> and so I just, it was like, I went through all that. Like, and also they go, we called you about this refill. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm calling you. You've what? never once called me. This is all automated, by the way. I'm not talking to a human. And so I refill it. Cool. Go in to pick it up. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. Because it's been a year since your, you know, you got this prescribed to you because I got like a new doctor and everything that we have to now call your doctor and get it approved for a refill. And I'm like, why, though? I've been on this, this, a version of this birth control for seven and a half years what do people do to abuse birth control? Don't Seriously. you? Seriously. Like, and so it was going to be another day. I was grumpy. It's just like birth control should be over the counter. Maybe it should be in our water, you know? And then you stop drinking the water when you want to get pregnant. I don't <laughs> know, you guys. Hell. But it's just stressful. And then I was with my husband at the time to pick it up and pick up cat food, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, we have to come back. And I was just like, why don't you have to deal with this? Why is this on me that I'm the one who has to figure this out? We don't have to buy condoms anymore, but I'm still the one who has to deal with this, deal with the side effects, deal with the monthly phone call to Walgreens, deal with them having to call my man doctor to go, is it okay that she gets another refill of prescription of birth control? I'm just like, I'm over it. Read my labias. I'm done. Mm. I am so upset. Snap. Snap. Once a month? So then you're just like, oh shit, it's day six of seven of my period and I fucking forgot to get a refill. Let me pray to God that I can get it by tomorrow. Yeah, and thankfully I can. Jesus. I can get it in time. The, the, the pharmacy is really close to me. Again, it's free. I've never, it's just, it's just but a thing. But what if you were one of those people that takes it because it makes your cramps less horrible? Exactly. And like legitimate things that would make it hard for you not and to honestly, go with it. And honestly, are people... S- abusing birth control by snorting it are they making it making meth with birth control exactly i get once every three months thank god now i'm grateful anyway jesus christ read my labia i'm so frustrated for you have you asked your doctor if you can go to three months i i probably should again first world problems haven't looked into it but it's just it was just like a mixture of things and then my husband just being like doop a doop a doop and i'm like i hate you and your gender you don't understand oh my god okay meg um i mean i guess i'll just piggyback on that i didn't really have a prepared read my labias but uh Piggybacking on that, yes. I know some lady friends who have had tough reactions to birth control mm-hmm. and have really like 
liked exploring the idea of getting off of it. Mm-hmm. And they're men freaking out because they're like, well, I'm, just, well, I'm supposed to wear condoms. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, do you know the side effect a condom has on a dude? Mm. It makes sex slightly less pleasurable, like a fraction. Do you still come? Yeah, you do. Do you still have a good time? Yes, you do. Right. We fucking get like, do you break out? Floating, do you cry? We wait. Like yeah. my poor friend, like got acne from yep, that birth control. I did too. Read my labias, dude. Just wrap it up sometimes. Okay. This is a great piggyback, Meg. Mm. Piggyback? A piggyback. <laughs> um, I'm piggyback. I was at a comedy show and I heard a guy making a joke about wearing condoms. And I feel <laughs> like I can never laugh again at a man making a joke <laughs> about how condoms suck and how it's so shitty that women ask men to wear condoms what I I don't have time for it is the female perspective which is as follows do you really think that we like a paper bag being shoved up into our fucking vaginas it's not great for us either it's not like you're saying a condom is like a paper bag coming inside you or like coming up inside you I don't know it's also not great for (laughs) us have you had sex with a condom before Meg Meg's Listen. actually had sex with paper bags with paper before. Bags. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. What's a condom? The paper bags all used a condom. They were very responsible. <laughs> also, like, I don't know. Uh, do they suck that much? Let's get a guy on the horn and ask. I mean, not yeah, right oh, now, for but. guys. I mean, I do prefer sex mm. without a condom for sure. But yeah. I'm not going to do it unless I'm in a safe situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've done it is with a partner I was with for a long time and I was on birth control Mm -hmm. and we were both tested. Yeah. That's really the only situation I'll do it in. But like, no shit. They're not great. But they're not like the worst. But it's not like women are going around being like, you guys, the feel of a condom (laughs) on the inside of my vagina. I mean, I'm coming just thinking about it. (laughs) No, we're not saying that. Women aren't begging dudes to do it because they like it or because they're sadistic it's just hey when i put hormones in my body i go crazy yes Mm. yes so that's my read my labias great first read my labias i agree read my labias read my labias read my labias read my labias labias I feel like that was different than the first time, but we're going to go with it. It's fine. That's the nature of that song. That's part of it. Every time it's a little different. Meg Tro, you are next up. Your homework assignment was... I I researched uh, how we used to educate women in the days of yore about their menstruation. That means not current. That is correct. Days of yore means (laughs) the past in times. Uh, uh, So I have some information. I also am going to play a little clip from a video. Sweet. A little treat for you guys. So you may remember from last week, uh, our avid listeners, um, that we read some uh, segments of Leviticus. Yes. As we know, Leviticus, not a fan of periods. Um, And so back in biblical times, women had to... Be away, be secluded and untouchable because they were unclean. Uh, And then they had to wait seven, quote unquote, clean days before they could come back to society, which is like half of their life. That's like you have the month for seven days and then you wait for seven days and then you are back in your town for two weeks and then you bleed again. Outrageous. 
Um, in medieval times, uh, I found this interesting because Meg Hayes brought up that women in modern day have like 450 periods. In medieval times, they're pretty sure women had an average of 50 periods. And I was like, why? Uh, and it's because, one, they were cranking out more babies. <laughs> um, oh, right. And they were breastfeeding longer. And when you're breastfeeding, you don't really have your period. What? Whoa. Yeah. And my, my recently prego friend was like, oh, yeah, I just started getting my period again. And her kid's like one and a half. What? I was like, oh, wow, you didn't have your period for like over two years? What? Crazy town. You guys, I didn't know that. I know. What the frick? I know. Um, so I think in medieval times, they just didn't talk about it because they only had 50 a year. And they're like, eh, whatever. 50 a year. 50 in their lifetime, you mean? Oh, yes. Yeah, 50 in their lifetime. Well, and also... They live to be like 30. Right. That's yeah. true. Like that also adds But up. also like malnourishment and stress could also have something to do with it. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, there wasn't too much information on medieval education of menstruation. Sure. In the Renaissance, fun fact, menstrual blood was thought to be a poison. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, and the poison gave rise to vapors that caused hysteria. Sure. So I think that was their way of being like, man, women be crazy around this time. Am I right? <laughs> so I think that was how they rationalized Our that. Our podcast should be called Vapors and Hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, we're going to come up with a better name. <laughs> I know. Um, in the Victorian era, uh, there were a couple scientific overviews. And they were like, wow, this is so great. We're giving women so much information about their bodies. Um, but it was actually like the most they could muster up was to call genitalia privates. And they basically just talked about how you're supposed to behave as a yet-to-be-married woman and then as a married woman. Whoa. And it was really nothing about your body or what was happening inside. It was just, you know, sleep with a window open and you'll get pregnant, you know. Wow. Weird times. So now that I'm past the Victorian era, uh, I had videos uh, that I got to enjoy. I found one from the 1920s. It's a silent movie. What? Uh, so it's like still with text and then silent like video of beautiful young girls being young and free in a field. Um, but it was like the language was really funny. So I have a couple excerpts. It starts with the woman of tomorrow. She will need brains, fidelity and sound training if she is to be a success as a mother and intelligent citizen. <laughs> Not yet. Occupations. <laughs> and then first pro tip. Begin to build your health by standing tall and breathing deeply. Hold your chest up. Not out. And I'm like, okay, fuck you. Like, <laughs> Can we watch some of this? Yes. Well, I'll I'll look it up because there's one clip I really want to okay. show you. It's just not interesting to a podcast, I think. Sure. It's silent. <laughs> it's silent. Um, <laughs> another good uh, bit of language was perpetuation of the human species is accomplished through sexual reproduction. It's like, well, that just rolls right off the tongue, you know? That sounds fun. Um, and then the way they talk about menstruation is, and it's actually like really, it feels thorough. Okay. The vagina is the tube opening outward from the uterus. Okay. Tube. Uh, about once a month, when the ovum or egg cell passes from the ovary, the blood vessels of the uterus become congested. Oh. If the ovum is not fertilized, the delicate lining of the uterus breaks down and is discharged with some blood. Just some blood. Uh, this is the menstrual monthly flow. And I wonder, like, That's pretty is this, good. Yeah. I wonder if this is where, like, maybe they always called it flow. Yeah. Menstruation is a perfectly normal occurrence and not an illness. 
In case of pain or discomfort, a physician a physician should be consulted. Light exercise should be taken. Also daily baths, but not with cold water, which was a theme. I read that a lot. Everyone really? was like, do not bathe in cold water. Very dangerous for you on periods. But my most favorite part of this video is not totally connected to periods. Because uh, r- r- immediately after the pro tip of don't bathe in cold water, they jump right to the harms of promiscuous sex. And uh, they say a large proportion of blindness among children is caused at birth by gonorrhea caught by the mother from the father. And then they play a clip of blind children trying to play catch. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what cruel bastard was like, you're going to play catch and we're going to film you. It's. Are they actual blind children? Yes. Like, Holy it's. I, you, I'm going to show you this clip. Hell. It is. Uh, ridiculous. Wait, should I come over there to watch yeah. it? Okay, so when this is a 1920s wow. film reel, uh, they pause for a very long time. They must think women have a very hard time reading. <laughs> <laughs> just, they wait a long time for like one sentence. Um, so I'm just going to skip to the very inappropriate blind children playing. Okay, read it to us again. Okay. A large proportion of blindness among children is caused at birth by gonorrhea caught by the mother from the father. The men in the roaring 20s. Yeah. So what the hell? And so it holds, it holds, it holds. Wait for it. Oh, there. What? Oh. And then watch them pass it back. What no. in the world? Where are you? Oh, there. Can you imagine the casting of that? We need some blind kids. <laughs> and we need a basketball. What I mean, so heck? cruel. And I think there's one kid who can see who's like, here you go, dummy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, so I'm about to show a clip from the 1950s uh, A Guide to Menstruation with Style. Um <laughs> And it just has a really nice little segment of a question and answer with a knowledgeable older lady. Miss Jensen, is it true that people can tell when you're menstruating? No, it isn't. But you should be more careful than ever about personal cleanliness and change your underwear more often. And be sure and use a deodorant. And pay more attention to your hair and your nails. And plan to wear your prettiest dress. Miss Jensen, wear your prettiest dress. Can you when you're menstruating? Yes, you can. You can dance. dance. In fact, you can do most of the things you usually do. You Wait, pause it, pause it, shop. pause it. Hold on. Okay, this, there is, on the, on the chalkboard, there is a do and do moderately list. Yes. You can bathe or shower as long as you use warm water. And you can wash your hair if you're sure to dry it quickly. And you can swim if you wait until after two or three days after the beginning of your period. And you can go to dances and picnics. Oh. But it's okay, not you can go to picnics, you guys. We're good. <laughs> Relax. Picnics are huge in the 50s. <laughs> Wait, swimming two to three days after your period. I know. Yeah, I was always told, like, girl, put in a tampon don't, or don't go in the or water. Or don't goddamn do Hold it. Hold on. Also, you can take a bath, but dry your hair quickly. Why? Right. And so again, Nemo- pneumonia? Like, bathe, but in warm water only. Wash hair, but it must dry immediately. What the what? Okay. Consequences are dire. Let's keep going. But it's not a very good idea to skate or ride horseback oh. 
or play fast games like volleyball and basketball, or do strenuous dancing like square dancing. Do moderately square dancing. Right. Important. So I love that. Of course you can dance on your period, but you can't square dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's too vigorous. And then it played just a little bit more. There's a nice little... Menstruation is as normal and natural as eating or breathing or sleeping. Okay. Or square dancing. <laughs> so now we can pause it. I thought that was That's, a nice little ending, though, because yeah, it's pretty that honest. Was not bad for so, the 50s. I don't know if you caught that one part where she was like, Can people tell when you're on your period? Yes. She's like, No, but you must be very cautious to change your underwear and also take care of your nails and hair and wear your prettiest dress. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. That's, so and is, like, just to dissuade people from knowing that you're and on I'm like, your period. If I'm wearing my prettiest dress, people are going to be like, Oh, she's bleeding. She's up to something. <laughs> That's what they actually called it in the fifties. It was. Uh, oh yeah, she's wearing she, her prettiest dress. She's wearing. Right. She's wearing the ruffles. Well, thank you, Meg. That's awesome. Thanks so much thank for those you. visuals. Thank you very much. Um, the the a guide to menstruation with style is a, a fantastic five minute romp. Um, I highly recommend YouTubing it. towards the end of our podcast let's do our segment why i cried this week oh. meg you want to hit us with a song on, on the spot meg hayes <laughs> why did i cry this week cry this week nobody's supposed to be here <laughs> when i talk about why i cried this week Girl. Nice. That was good. Very nice. Thank you. And also, let's just be clear. This We're not saying we cried because of the period. We right. don't know. We don't we know. Yeah. just cried. God Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so cried a lot this week. Uh, one, because of the w- events in Florida. Yeah. The Parkland. And those damn kids are so beautiful and inspiring. Yeah. And it's just every article I read, I'm just crying in public transportation. Yeah. Um, also Meg Hayes broke me because she recommended Queer Eye and I watched it all and I ugly cried throughout every episode. Run, don't walk to see Queer Eye. It is such a beautiful show. I'm so upset there's not more episodes. Agreed. They have to, I mean, I hope they're just doing all these mini seasons, not just once a year. Like I need more. I want them to travel around the, across the country. I'll go next. I didn't actually cry this week uh i didn't see paddington like last time sure. uh, which made me cry <laughs> sure. right off the bat but there are times when sometimes i just i want to cry i feel like it's the in there and it's, mm. it needs to come out so i'll turn on the hamilton performance of battle of yorktown that they did at the tonys in 2016 without fail it makes me cry so uh. i did that this week just to get the tear ducts open mm. um did it so, work oh ab- every time i think it's <laughs> a mixture of guys you know this about me but the podcast listeners don't Whenever people come together for things, this could be, I'm talking flash mobs, Mm -hmm. I'm talking choirs, I'm talking marching bands, that's all musical related. I'm also talking people coming together for city council meetings. (laughs) I'm talking people coming together in emergencies. Mm. Anything like that. When humanity comes together, it makes me cry. So, Broadway productions, check. Talking about our collective American history, double check. (laughs) Also that... Little known fact, not really little known fact, but if you remember, that Tony performance in 2016 was the day after the Pulse nightclub shooting, which they almost canceled the Tonys uh, because of. So it was just in that performance of Battle of Yorktown, 
they all perform with guns, but at the last second they decided to not perform with guns. So they're doing this like imitation of guns and it's just haunting and beautiful. And so it's just check, 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 triple check, cry. Wow. I have sent Kate flash mob videos just to make her cry. And it works every time. You guys, I'm telling you, it's something about collective humanity achieving a goal together. Meg, what made you cry this week? Um, The Jewish people made me cry this week. (laughs) Please elaborate. This is a very embarrassing story. (laughs) Very personal, very embarrassing because it shows um, my crazy side. So, uh, sometimes, a lot of times, I daydream. And when I daydream, I often dream about not being famous, but being notable enough to go on talk shows (laughs) or be interviewed. (laughs) And I imagined... I imagined being interviewed by one Mark Maron, who is Jewish, (laughs) and we got on the topic... Of, of, I don't know. I'm imagining this entire conversation. I rem, I rem, was reminded of um, my grandpa's funeral. I was very upset because it was the first time I ever had to like bury someone, and I was very emotional. And my aunt, so this is real time. This is not me with Mark Maron. <laughs> um, my aunt converted to Judaism, and her friend was there. Um, and she was cracking a lot of jokes and making me feel better and saying, well, you know, Jews just, you know, we just put them in the ground the next day and was just kind of ribbing and, and making jokes. And like, I was so grateful to her for doing that. Um, and then I thought, wow, how beautiful that the Jewish people have like this culture of laughing through like horrific moments. And then I started crying in my kitchen. Thinking about conveying that to Mark Marin. I guess. I think at, I think at that point I was just like at, by myself just thinking like that is a really beautiful thing that people find like comedy through tragedy. Mm. Meg, I think we should have a segment where we check in with you and see what's the next uh, anecdote you plan on telling a talk show. Oh, I have so many of them. Who's going to interview you? And what are you going to tell? Everyone them? has interviewed me in my mind. Everyone. <laughs> Jimmy Bat, like, like Conan and I have a whole repartee. <laughs> we have inside jokes at this point. He, j- he just doesn't know it. <laughs> I think we should do our song now, you guys. Are you sure? Yeah, let's just do Which it. Which one? Be what? more specific. Oh, you know the one. Uh, so, uh, listeners, you might have noticed uh, by now that the three of us really love music. Uh And after our first episode last week, we discovered the theme of the color of one's first period. Uh, We thought we'd write a little parody song about it. So uh, get ready. Here it comes. It's brown. It's brown. It's brown. It's brown. I'm telling all you period blood is brown. It's brown. It's brown. Oh, wow. It's brown. Please know it's not red. That shit is brown. When I was young, they all told me that soon I would begin to bleed in blood that made me think of red somehow. Then at age 12, I didn't feel right. Went to the loo and when I wiped, I did not believe my eyes. <gasps> it's brown. Fuck. 
it was the shade of darkish caramel mom said that is totally normal take this pad and please don't have a cow <laughs> but i freaked out and then i said i thought that menstrual blood was red she said yes dear but the first time it's brown it's brown it's brown don't frown it's brown i'm begging of you tell the kids it's brown it's brown hey now calm down it's brown please don't freak out it's a normal color for your menstrual blood to be remember your uterine lining is made up of tissue it can be crusty and goopy and sometimes that means it's red sometimes maroon sometimes crimson and sometimes it's brown <laughs> dear god so yeah good. you know very good before i listened to that i thought we should tag dolly parton now I think we definitely should tag Dolly Parton. <laughs> she would be so she proud needs to hear this. Yeah, that was a thing that we did. Uh, we're really into songs, you guys. So thanks for making it through our heaviest flow of an episode yet. We learned so much about flying the flag Bravo, using blind kids in sex ed oh, for some reason. Yeah. And you know what? You learned that Meg Hayes has imaginary conversations with talk show hosts. Mark Marin, <laughs> open invitation. Open invitation to invite me to your talk show. Uh, thanks, you guys, for sticking around. Remember to call our hotline at nine one zero six uterus. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Vicious Cycle Podcast. And as always, keep calm and tampon. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.